So in the last few episodes, I have discussed how you don't have parts, how you're not reparenting, you don't have a shadow, you don't have an ego, and how all of these are psychological concepts that can act as metaphors and be helpful, but these are not real things. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how you have yourself and how that is actually, that's enough. My name is Justin Sinceri. I am a licensed marriage family therapist that thinks the world needs a fundamentally new understanding of mental health. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken. My hope is that you get some clarity about yourself, uh, a little bit of challenge, and maybe some more self-belief that you actually can handle the things that you maybe you didn't think you could. This podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended to be a replacement for therapy. So I'm going to talk about what the past three episodes have been about briefly, uh, why I'm doing this, and a discussion of what you're left with and how that's, honestly, that's enough. Um, But also it's pretty darn terrifying. So the last episodes, last three, I've talked about how you are, it's just you. I've really focused more on the internal family systems. There are no parts. Um, There also is no shadow. I would say you're not repairing yourself. These are all concepts. These are all metaphors that have a place, but they're not real things. And I think that it's extremely important to focus on accurate, concise um, thinking and how that applies to us. So these have a place as metaphors, as top-down state regulators, as far as political theory is concerned. But in my opinion, that's enough. Actually, I'm not saying in in my opinion, that is enough. That is the role of these things. And in my opinion, it should not go beyond that. Otherwise, if if you believe you actually do have parts or if you, unless you know, diagnosed with DID or living with DID, um, unless you believe you actually have parts or there's actually a shadow somewhere inside of you, I don't know what that means, but if, if that is you, then you're operating in the realm of belief and that's completely fine. But that's different than assuming a metaphor or taking on a metaphor as a tool to help you in your own self-regulation. So belief versus metaphor, I think it's a pretty important distinction. So these are helpful. I don't want to disregard them altogether. I think these can be helpful, but I really want to encourage you to focus on what are these things and how the, how do they apply to me? So why am I doing this? What is my goal here? Ultimately, I want you to have clarity in what you're being taught from others and it includes myself. If other people are not explaining clearly what they mean by these things, I think they're doing a disservice to you. So if I were to ever, which I won't, talk about you in terms of having parts or puzzle pieces, as in my new uh, puzzle self-therapy, which is not real. Never mind. I'm, I I need to stop talking about that because I, I, pu- I posted on Instagram and I laid out more uh, and it it kind of seemed like people didn't quite get that it was made up. There's there's a couple comments that I was like, oh, that, that concerns me. Um, so it's not real. If I keep bringing it up, if I ever bring it up again, I'll at least say, hey, this is not real. There is no puzzle, puzzle self-therapy it serves a purpose. I'm trying to illustrate how easy it is to come up with metaphors for our consciousness or whatever that might be and how these can be just made up. They don't actually have um, any grounding in evidence. They're, these can be simply made up. So I think it's important that us Instagram people and podcast therapists and whatnot, we have to be honest and we have to be clear in what we're saying, I think. Now, if, if you want to espouse ideas around ego and shadow and reparenting and uh, what else, parts and whatever else you come up with, fine. 
But do you mean that literally or do you mean that as a metaphor? Because if you if you talk about it literally, I think that's way more confusing to, than anything else. If you talk about it metaphorically, that is something that people can join you on. And now it's not you from the top of a mountain sharing your wisdom. No, now it's you saying, hey, I have an idea. And someone else can say, yes, that works for me. Or no, it doesn't work for me. When we pronounce as experts that here's reality, you have a puzzle inside of you. Now people who rely on us for information or trust us because we've been helpful for them already, they might take that as literal truth, which in my opinion gives them less power over these ideas or less equality. There's less um, joining. There's there's less um, understanding of these are metaphors that we can use together. So I think it's a problem. That That's, that's a, a lot of what I'm trying to get out from here or with, with all this. I want you to have a different way of thinking. And yeah, my way of thinking here competes with other therapists' ways or psychologists' ways of thinking. I've never heard someone talk like this before, and it is kind of disappointing because it seems pretty damn obvious. But none of us have ever, as far as I know, stopped and said, well, what do, what do we mean by this? When I tell my clients they have parts, what, what am I actually saying? When I tell my clients or I think in terms of shadows, what does that mean? And what is the evidence of this? Or or is it a truth claim or is it a metaphor? I, I've never heard someone else talk like this. So I want to put that out in the world. And I want you to have something that you can use if you want to. And if that doesn't work for you, that's fine. I'm glad that you heard it and you can rule it out from your toolbox of top-down cognitive uh, state regulation techniques. I want you to, another thing that I want here, what, like, why am I doing this? I want you to be able to question the psychological concepts that people put out there. I want you to be a partner in your own mental health treatment. I want you to find a therapist that thinks in ways that are exciting to you or maybe complementary to the way that you think. Uh, I, challenge is also completely fine as well. And so the way I speak right now might be challenging for you. And so even though it's challenging, it doesn't mean that it may not work for you or maybe, you know, just be helpful for you, right? So if you were looking for a therapist and you saw someone saying things like I did, that may rub you wrong. But if you're curious, that could be an avenue that you pursue for, with someone who is licensed in your own area. So I want you to be more of a partner in your mental health treatment in that way where you you understand this is what you're giving me and I'm agreeing to it. That you're, you're talking about things as concepts and I'm on board. Or you, you and I, you and your therapist agree that these are not just metaphors, but I truly believe I have parts within me. If the two of you are working on that, you know, sort of shared agreement, hey, good luck to you. I, I think it's fine. Um, I don't think it's, well, I shared my thoughts already in the past three episodes, so go listen to those. But at least it, it puts you in more in the driver's seat of your own treatment and of your own mental health. Therapists and clients should be sharing or they should be working together. This is a cooperative uh, process or service that therapists provide. It should not be, in my opinion, a therapist telling you, this is the nature of your consciousness and you have to think this way in order to receive or benefit from treatment with me. I don't think that's a great idea personally. So personally, I want my clients to share a language with me. I want them to share a concept and I want to to share uh, goals. But these concepts in particular, they need to be appropriate and they need to fit with what the client wants. So I never tell my clients how to think. I may question as, as things come up, I may, you know, throw a red flag and say, hold up, let's, let's, let's stop there and, and pause on that. 
But if they think they have parts, I'm not going to like question them on that exactly. I might question like, well, what do you mean by that? So I understand the language they're using. But I would never tell them, you, you can't talk like that in sessions with me. I would never tell them, you have to think this way. You have to think about yourself as a singular consciousness. Nor would I say you have to think about yourself as a multiple or sub-personality or shadow or whatever. I wouldn't do that. Now, it's completely possible that I may work with someone that thinks in ways that I cannot, like it won't work. And so if someone's looking for someone who does parts work, I'm not the therapist for them. And that's okay. So the way where I'm coming from is part of my goal here, I think, is I want you to be able to find a therapist that works for you, that maybe is challenging or maybe complementary to what you need as far as uh, maybe they're more empathetic and you need that in your life. Maybe they're more pushy and rah-rah and you need that in your life. So they might be something you're not getting that now you can get from a therapist in a professional way. That would be complimentary. Uh, but maybe you find someone that is like, you know what you want. I know I want, and I've had people reach out to me saying, hey, I want some sort of somatic kind of treatment. I don't want to do just talk therapy. And they see the content I, pre I produce or they see me on uh, my website or whatever. And they're like, yes, you seem safe and you seem like someone that knows their stuff well enough and they seek me out. So they know what they want and they go find it. So you, you might want parts work or shadow work or whatever the popular thing is while you're listening to this. And then you go find it. And that's cool. I want you to feel empowered though when you do that. I don't, ideally, I don't want you to just show up to a therapist and uh, see what they're telling you and then accept it as uh, gospel truth. Now, I know there's some limitations around insurance and, and whatnot, but you get the idea. So I ask my clients to share a language with you. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that I'm telling them what that language or what those concepts should be. I don't talk about polyvagal theory with all my clients. Most of them honestly don't are not interested. There are people who seek me out that say, hey, you know this stuff and you're good with this the somatic stuff or you seem like it. So let's give it a shot. But for the most part, people aren't really all that interested in this. I know you are because, you know, you've sought out the podcast and whatnot. But for the most part, people just want a therapist that they can feel comfortable with. So I don't have to, I don't tell them this is how you should think. I need you to have this knowledge. I recommend it. I recommend, hey, there's, there's some things that I think that might be helpful for you so that we can share language. But if they don't want that, that's fine. I'll meet them with where they're at. That is completely fine. I had one client who she brought up um, how a part of her feels a certain way. And so I said, well, hold on. No, let's, so, I, so I understand where you're coming from. What do you mean by that? And she brought up, well, aren't there like parts and family stuff? And I was like, oh, okay. Or internal family stuff. Like she had just sort of heard these concepts. And I said, okay, well, we, I can meet you in, on that level if, if that's what you like. But let me kind of tell you what I'm hearing when you say that. And so I did my much simpler method, which I uh, illustrated in the last episode. Um, and she's like, yeah, that, that makes a lot more sense to me. No, we don't need to use the part stuff. And so we, we did not use the part stuff. I wouldn't do it anyways. I would probably tell her I would not be a good therapist for her if that's what she was looking for. Those are a whole bunch of like, why am I doing this? And a lot of it is because I want therapists to have, or, th or clients to have uh, a lot of choice when they're seeking out a therapist. I want them to know there are other ways of thinking out there. Not all of us rely on these vague, abstract, non-evidenced psychological concepts. And hey, so I'm raising my hand. There's at least one of us out here that's like, no, I, I reject these ideas. And I actually think that what you come to therapy with, you have what you need and we can build on that. 
So this is what I'm inviting you to do. If all this makes sense to you and you're and you want like you know to build on that, this is what I'm inviting you to do. And if if you're fuming at me and this is not clicking for you, then you're invited to hang out and listen. But this may just uh, I just might not be a good fit for you. So this is what I want. This is what I'm going to invite you to do. And kind of what I want to do right now is I want to take these ideas away from you. I, I really kind of do, in all honesty. I want I, I'll respect whatever you think. But since you're here with me. Uh, what if I just, what if I invited you or what if I was able to take these out of your mind, to take these psychological concepts out of your memory or your knowledge or your consciousness, whatever you want to, wherever you want to put that. Now, what if I took all those away and what if we just started from scratch? You had no idea what consciousness is and we just worked with what you have what if we did that and then we worked our way up? And that's not for everybody. I think that thinking in this way is not for everybody. So don't do that unless you can handle it. Like some people, these concepts, they wrote to me and said, I need this and that's fine, cool. That, I, this, this, this would not be for you then. Now, imagine, what, what if I could take these out of your brain? What does that feel like? And what do you, first off, let's leave it there. What does that feel like? If I could take these things out of your brain, and all your ideas of parts and your reparenting yourself and ego and shadow and fill in the blank. If I could take these out, what does that feel like? What are you left with? That's really the question I want to ask, I think, is what are you left with? I ask this to my clients uh, pretty often as they do things that act as top-down cognitive state regulation or automatic thinking or even behaviors. If I could take away that behavior from you, the addiction or the cutting or the um, thoughts of self-loathing, the ruminating on what someone did or didn't do. If, if I could take all these things away from you, what would you be left with? And now I want to, that's a therapeutic question I ask my clients a lot. And it brings up like, oh God, like, shoot, that's, that's where all my negative, that's where all my painful stuff is, the negative stuff they, they call it. So I'm, I want to ask you something similar, but instead of all that other stuff, I want to ask you, what if I took away these concepts, these psychological concepts? What are you left with? I mean, to me, it's like you're left with yourself. Not parts, not sub-personalities that you have to wonder about and evaluate and try and figure out and rationalize and try and track with your mind. Like, instead of all that, if I took all that away from you, you're, you it's you. You're left with yourself, and that might be terrifying. So for me, when I first started thinking this way, there was this sense of, well, me. I just like, oh, God, it's me. <laughs> there was a sense of smallness. There was this uh, kind of a cognition of like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and, and like especially because a whole other level of this, uh, I'm an atheist. I don't believe I have a soul either. I don't believe I go anywhere after I die. I feel like this is it. Not that I feel, I don't think I go anywhere. So there's a whole, this, we're not going to get into that in this one, but there's a whole, for me, there's a whole other level of like, oh, f <laughs> it is just me and this is just it. And so I think that these thoughts can act as buffers, bumpers. You know, it's like a bumper. Instead of feeling and thinking about that oafness, you we use these bumpers to to dampen the impact of that. 
I think. When I take away all of these concepts, there's this intense awareness of what's happening within me. And I, I wonder if you may have the same experience. Like if, if that stuff's not true, is all this stuff in my brain, if all that, those concepts are gone, if that's not true, and Justin takes that away from me, like, what, I mean, where else do you go besides what's happening within you? For me, that's at least where I go. There's me and there's the world, and that's about it. So this idea may be very daunting. It may be big. It might be scary. I know for me, there was definitely a sensation of that at first. I don't quite feel like that anymore. Or maybe I do, but it's more of a feeling of appreciation and responsibility. So I would just invite you, imagine if I or someone else could take these thoughts away from you. What would that leave you with? And I would ask my therapeers here, if I took away those psychological concepts from you, what would you be left with as a provider? Honestly, if you didn't get to rely on these fun, wonderful, but made up explanations of psychology, of consciousness, what would you be left with? And would you be able to sit with that? These thoughts might help you to connect with your clients more, and that's great. But I wonder if they act as a bumper that makes it easier to sit with your client's distress or to sit with your own distress in session, the anxiety of being a therapist. I wonder, and I'm just going to put that out there, and that may really upset you. I think by the end of this series or by the end of this episode, I'll probably have upset um, the majority of my audience. <laughs> The majority of my audience. Plus mentioning being an atheist. I mean, I, yeah, this might be where we part ways. And that, you know, that, that does sadden me to think that. So here's the fundamental core idea that people did not like. Some people did not like me saying, it's just you. And I'm sorry, but it is. And I'm going to actually double down on that. I don't think, yes, that might rub you wrong. That's out of my control. And if, that, if you don't like that idea, you can easily turn this off right now. It's really simple. And I, I'm not trying to sound patronizing. Like It's just the reality of it. It's very simple. For everybody else, though, that wants to stick around, it is just you. That's it. Now, I'm not talking about atheism and God. and whatnot. That's a whole separate fun discussion. But just as far as the psychological concepts go, the, yeah, it, it's just you. Now, you can use these psychological concepts as metaphors to help you regulate your state. Cool. But other than that, it's just you. And that's enough. That is enough. You are enough, in my opinion. You have enough within you to get unstuck. Ultimately, you have what you need. I really believe that. You may not know it. You may not believe that. You may not be able to access all those tools you have within you or all those sensations, or all that stuckness. And of course, it's like good to learn more. We always want to learn more stuff, right? But I, I do believe that within you, you have what you need in order to get more unstuck. So the aim here with the way that I think is to get to know yourself more for what you have and what you're bringing to the table to this very moment metaphorical table, not a real table. There's no consciousness table. 
The goal would be, what is it you have right now in this moment after I've taken away all those psychological concepts? What are you left with? And that is enough. There's a lot there to, to work with for therapists or for yourself in your own self-work. There's a lot there that you can work with. I personally do not believe, I don't think, and I would say that I know, generally, we don't need these other concepts. I don't need you to believe that you have parts. That's the way I work as a therapist. So I'm just gonna, I'm inviting you. I mean, I'm just putting that thought out there. And I want this way of thinking to exist in the world, especially in this field. I love this field. I love or this practice of therapy. I love doing this. In my opinion, this has to exist out there. There, there has to be a balance of all of these psychological, ugh, psychological concepts that people think up to explain consciousness even though they're, they're not. There also has to be balance of that which says, no, We first off, we don't know what consciousness is. We don't. But we don't need multiple pieces of consciousness to explain consciousness. That doesn't make sense. So, like we, I, In my opinion, that has to be out there, and that's what I'm trying to do here. So I encourage you to sit with that. I encourage you to sit with the discomfort that, that might be within you already, if you can, if you can. If you can't, that is okay. And maybe those psychological concepts can help you to do so eventually. But if you can right now, I invite you to do that. You, you can try, I mean, if, if these metaphors work for you, you can do the whole puzzle thing. You can imagine there's a puzzle piece missing inside of you and then imagine what that puzzle piece feels like or what the the missingness feels like, what the missing space feels like. You can do that. I can say, that's totally fine. If that helps you say what they go right ahead. But eventually... Sitting with your discomfort, that is the goal. And if you need a top-down metaphor to do that, that's fine. In my opinion, if you can do that, you can also sit with these feelings just as they are, just as you are right now. And, you know, of course, as you're ready to. And then if you can do that, then that feeling, that sensation will tell you what to do next. It'll have a little impulse inside of you on what maybe should happen next. And then if you can do that, there may be at some point, some appreciation for simply being alive. You may appreciate just simply the moment of sitting with you and taking in the you-ness of being yourself, of being you. It is just you, and that's completely okay, and that is enough, in my opinion. I at least want that to exist in the world. So my role here, again, I want transparency and clarity in, in what we're doing, right? Or what I'm doing here. My role in the podcast or wherever you're taking this in, my role is to act as a resource to help you meet that, in my opinion, that goal, to eventually be able to be with what's inside of you, with curiosity and without judgment, without evaluation, without applying different cognitive layers to simply feel what's inside of you. I don't want to be a dispenser of psychological concepts that I make up. I also don't want to use other people's psychological concepts that they make up. These are made up. So I would love to be a resource for you to help you get to whatever goal you have for yourself. I would love to learn new things and then translate them to you. I'm continually trying to refine my understanding of polyvagal theory in particular. I would love to learn more about attachment 
And I've been spending more and more time on trying to understand what the heck consciousness is, if, if anything. So I want to learn things and then I want to bring it back to you. So I think I act as like a translator. But I also want to encourage you to challenge the things that you are learning. And that includes me. But I want you to encourage, I want to encourage you to take what you're looking at, take what you're learning, look at what you're taking in. And I want you to ask yourself, is this a description of reality or is this a metaphor that I can actively use? Either of those is potentially okay. But I, I really want you to be an active participant in your therapy, but also as a consumer of mental health information. And there's so much out there, you really kind of have to be very active in it, I think, and ask really tough questions. That's it though. Hey, fellow stuck knot, thank you so much for listening. I do hope you've learned something new, even something challenging in the way that you think or how you view uh, mental health or therapy or your role in all these things. If so, head on over to justinlmft.com. I have an ebook, a blog, a podcast. I got a whole bunch of stuff over there. So head to my website, justinlmft.com for a whole bunch more. Bye. This and other content I create is not therapy, not intended to be therapy or be a replacement for therapy. Nothing in this creates or indicates a therapeutic relationship. Please consult with your therapist or seek for one in your area if you're experiencing mental health symptoms. Nothing should be understood to be specific life advice. It is for educational and entertainment purposes only.